is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have a brand new equipment. Does it sound good, Mr. Producer? Wow, no static? After 15 years, we got no equipment. And the equipment was 20 years old. So here we are. I want to thank all the people involved. Well done. Including Mr. Producer and our buddy Zach Aiki and our buddy... Bob, the chief engineer. Who else do I need to thank, Rich? Everybody. Yes. All right. Well, here I am again, I guess, a lone wolf. That doesn't sound right. A lone voice, maybe? No, I don't believe the government should get involved in regulating Facebook. I don't believe they should be broken up. I don't believe the government should get involved in regulating Google. I don't think they should be broken up. I don't believe the government should get involved in regulating Twitter. I don't think they should be broken up. I don't think the government should get involved in harassing Amazon. What the hell is going on with conservatives in this country? Do they stand for anything? Anything? We stand for government interference on a massive scale in the private sector? Oh, well, they don't treat us right. Well, I'll produce them. Create something else. Find another way. That's the American way. Oh, they should be taxed. So, so they're on a level playing field with other people we tax. And I'll get into that in a moment. But we sound like a bunch of leftists. Old-time leftists. We should unleash the antitrust division against them. No, we shouldn't. Is everybody a progressive now? Now, let's go to uh, Amazon for a moment. The president put out a few tweets, and he said a few things that I strongly disagree with. First of all, he says they've gotten a free ride with their cushy treatment from the U.S. Postal Service. No, they haven't. Amazon makes the Postal Service money. The Postal Service loses money on first-class mail, the envelopes. The envelopes, you know, where you put a letter in, you lick it, and you mail it. They get killed. With the forever stamps and everything. They get killed. They make money on packages. Amazon ships boxes and packages, not letters. Which is exactly why the post office now provides service to Amazon on Sundays. Because they make money off of Amazon. That's number one. But I should add... Amazon isn't in the business to make money for the post office any more than the rest of us exist to make money for the post office. Number two, we should tax all sales on the Internet. Well, as of today, states have the power to do exactly that, and some do. And big companies like Amazon are able to muscle up their bureaucracy and to handle it. It's the small businesses that are on the Internet that can't handle it. They can't file sales tax returns in 50 states and the territories. And so if you pull this and you do that, 
You're going to have less competition on the Internet, not more. Number three, I hear the Republicans talking about taxing sales on the Internet. You know, Republicans in Congress. Why? Because it's fair. Let me ask you folks this question. When you buy something on Amazon, do you buy it because if you live in a particular state that doesn't ta- tax the sale, is that why you go on the, on the uh, Amazon or go on the Internet to buy something? Of course not. You do it because there's a, an endless number of choices, not only in your own town and your own state, but all over the country and all over the world, and for convenience. That's why you do it. You don't have to go to a store. You don't have to go to a mall. Now, I'm sorry if people are upset about that. My parents owned a nursery school and a camp, and when they sold that, they opened a very small retail shop in a town called Jenkintown outside of Philadelphia. Some weeks were good. Some weeks were very bad. It had nothing to do. It had everything to do with the weather, the state of the economy, and so forth and so on. But we need a level playing field. If I hear this one more time, that's the Bernie Sanders Marxist crap. What do you mean you need a level playing field? Go out there and make your own playing field. Level playing field so we should tax the consumer? Like tariffs, tax the consumer. Sales taxes on the internet, tax the consumer. Drive up your costs. I see this idiot Peter Navarro running all over the place on TV. Guy's never challenged in my view. Well, look what we've done with Korea. We made a deal with them, and now uh, once we get this deal done, there won't be any of these cheap, uh, these cheap trucks that they're, th- they're dumping in the United States. Nobody's dumping cheap trucks into the United States unless Americans want cheap trucks dumped into the United States. You can't sell cheap trucks from South Korea in the United States unless you have buyers. But here's what he's not telling you. They're driving up the price of all vehicles because they're driving up the price of American steel which is 70% of the steel we use in this country. They're driving up the price of aluminum. And they're putting people out of work downstream. That is, people who use these raw resources to make stuff. This isn't theory. This is fact. This is reality. Now let's get back to Amazon. Well, you know, uh, we need the uh, tax, you see, on the things you buy. You might not know this, folks, but many of you live in states. I live in one, Virginia, that have a law. And the law is this. The consumer is responsible for paying a user tax or a consumer tax. Are you aware of this? If in any given year you spend more than $100 on the Internet, this is in Virginia. I can't imagine what's in California and Illinois and New York and New Jersey and the rest of them. You have to pay 6% on your purchase. It's not up to the seller to collect the sales tax. It's up to the consumer, the buyer, to report it to the state when you pay your state income taxes. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? Yes, don't say that on the air. You never know. You might be audited. But anyway... This exists in many, many states. Well, I feel better now. That'll save the malls. The reason people don't go to the malls is because they don't want to go to the malls. How many people do you know say, I'm I'm not going to the mall because I don't want to pay the sales tax? Have you ever met anybody say that to you, Mr. Producer? No, of course not. 
You have limited choices in the malls. I'm not against going to the malls. Hell, when I want a hamburger, a soft pretzel, I go to the mall. But what I'm saying is the arguments on raising taxes on the American people yet again, we want a fair playing field, a level playing field here, are nonsense. They're nonsense. People go to the malls because they want to hang out. People go to the malls because they want to exercise. People go to the malls. They may have a favorite store, two or three there. There may be a sale there. They want to. Fine. But a lot of people don't want to go to a mall. Or a lot of people don't want to go to the neighborhood store because the neighborhood store doesn't have what they want when they can see the whole damn world in front of them right on their computer screen. Again, how many people say, I'm not going to the neighborhood store because they charge a sales tax And on the internet, they don't. Nobody does that. These are politicians looking for more ways to raise money. It's that simple. Now, let's talk quickly. Maybe not so quickly. Facebook. And these other social sites. Google. Yes, they discriminate against conservatives. Yes, they do. So why don't conservatives develop their own online research hubs or their own online social media hubs? Nobody's stopping us. This is exactly why we created CRTV, Conservative Review TV, and before that, Levin TV. What are we going to do? Whine all day long, oh, the media, oh, the media, oh, the media, oh, the media. We know all about the media. Some guys in this business make a career off of talking about the media. And that's okay from time to time, but what do they do about it? And so you see these entrepreneurial efforts, and not just CRTV, but others as well, to try and create a niche. Eventually, the niche, we hope, will grow bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what Americans do. That's what Americans used to do. You don't call in the government. Hey, government, hey. I don't like what they're saying about me. I don't like what they're doing to me. Government interfere. Are you kidding? Who the hell do you think controls the government? And who do you think's going to control the government in the future? For most of the time. They are. The left, the Democrats. we, uh, We believe in net neutrality. And what does that mean? Remember, when they use words, the words mean the opposite of what they're really planning. You know, like comprehensive immigration reform. Nothing reformist about it. Nothing. Oh, the education department. No, that's not the, that's the illiteracy department. Oh, the agriculture department. They don't grow anything. The energy department, which is anti-energy. And I can go on. Oh, the justice department. No, it's the injustice in many respects department. So why aren't you all for... uh, for these, 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 this liberal push on the Internet. Hey, I believe in Internet uh, neutrality, uh, neutrality. What does it mean? I, I don't know, but uh, neutrality. I believe in being neutral. So what am I saying? The president is wrong. Bernie Sanders is wrong. The nationalist populists and the nationalist socialists are all wrong. No, we shouldn't all now turn on these businesses. What we should do is you can pressure them. 
You can compete against them. There's all kinds of things you can do. You can stop using them, use alternatives, but don't drag the government in. That's the worst thing you can do. I mean, isn't this the same government that now has abused the FBI? Isn't this the same government that's now abused the Department of Justice? Isn't this the same government that won't secure the southern border? Isn't it the same government that undermines our military? Isn't it the same government that undermines law enforcement? Isn't it the same government that blows hundreds of billions of dollars a year on waste, fraud, abuse, and other crap? Why do you trust politicians like Schumer and Pelosi and McConnell and Ryan? Why do you trust faceless bureaucrats to step in the middle and referee? Yeah, we, we, we need a government to step in. Well, whom exactly? What the government? Somebody needs to fix this. I don't like this. Wrong. Leave Amazon alone. Of course, I can't stand this fool, Bezos, but leave Amazon alone. Leave Facebook alone. No, I don't like Zuckerberg either. Leave it alone. We need to break them up into little pieces. Into what? To do what? And who's going to break them up? And who's going to decide who should own what? And who's going to decide how to break them up? And who's going to reimburse all the investors through your pension plans when those hit rock bottom? There's a lot of consequences. And there's a lot of consequences that cannot be predicted when government does these things. So hands off. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. like a public library. No, they're not a public library. They're a private company any more than your home is a bed and breakfast. A government-run bread and breakfast. It's a a private company. Just because we... I've decided it's a library. Well, too bad. It's not a library. And by the way, I almost never use Google. I use Bing. B-I-N-G dot com. Use it. There's competition out there. There's others as well. Yes. Doug, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hey, it's great to talk to you, Mark. It's a simple point. For every job that's lost in the retail industry as far as uh, storefronts, more jobs are created by Amazon, Overstock, eBay, Apple. You know, the record stores are a thing of the past. And look what Apple's done with, uh, with their iTunes and things like that. And it creates good-paying jobs. But as soon as you start taxing them, they're going to turn that over to the people, and you're going to have to pay the increased tax. Well, of course. So, and uh, I, I just don't understand the willingness of Americans who prosper from, from these technological advances. You know, I, I want to say something else. When you listen to the liberal Democrats, stay with me on this, Doug. And when you listen to Republicans, you listen to our president, you would think America's Venezuela. Everybody's on their back. Nobody can find a job. Everybody's being ripped off. There's injustices left and right. Is this America? What are they talking about? And then out of the other side of their mouths, they talk about, look at this. The lowest unemployment rate in history, lowest ever for blacks, lowest ever for Hispanics. Well, which is it? Are we Venezuela or are we America? It's just incredible to me. So you have new businesses that may put old businesses out of business. 
or may force old businesses to do things, and then newer new businesses that are created to compete with new businesses. What's the problem? Go ahead, Doug. There is none. What happened, look at what Walmart did originally to the, what they thought were the storefronts. But who came along and innovated beyond Walmart? Walmart could have done the Internet thing. And it started out with a single bookstore called Amazon, and now they're kicking Walmart's butt because they innovated, and Walmart didn't innovate. And for years and years and years, Amazon wasn't even making any money. Yeah, and, but they got smart and they innovated. And that's how okay. you make money. All right, sir. Thanks for your call. Ryan, Boston, the great XM Satellite. Go. Yeah, Mark, I think you're starting to become the, uh, the liberal Democrat here. Hey, listen, schmuck. If you want to debate an issue, debate it. But you don't know me. You know nothing about me. I do know you. I Go ahead and make your points. Correct. I think you're a special interest. Correct. You and think I- I'm a special interest? By whom? Who am I? Who's paying me off, dummy? Uh, hey, dummy, who's paying me off? I believe in the liberty. Sure you do. Yeah, yeah. Get off the phone, you moron. You contribute nothing to this program. Nothing. Now I'm a liberal special interest guy. What's he, a tough guy? A tough guy? Fact of the matter is millions of people are employed as um, related to these new industries. And millions of people are employed with brick and mortar stores. The government should butt out. But I'm... For special interests, you know. I'll be right back. You've heard of Lady Liberty? Well, this is Mr. Liberty. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Mark, you must be a liberal for special interests. Now, we're not going to put up with stupid stuff. You can do that at the dinner table. You don't get away with it here. Remember, I don't suffer fools easily. You want to have a debate on this? I'm open to a debate on this. Well, Mark, Mark, you must be a liberal. Uh, That's smart. Uh, You must represent special interests. Well, who do I represent? Okay. Let us go to Ben Freehold, New Jersey, WABC. Yes, Ben. Yes. Hi, Mark. How are you? Okay. Good. I well, I mean, there are two points over here that that we're making, and one of them is uh, taxing internet sales, and another one is breaking up uh, companies. So, uh, with respect, we'll start off with breaking up Facebook, Amazon, and, uh, and and these big companies. And it's been something that I've been saying over the years. I, oh, you have. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I have. There's, there's, there's been so many mergers with United, with all these airlines. Why, why are we having trouble hearing you? Are you on a speaker? Are you speaking into a mouthpiece? What's yeah, going I'm on? on a, I'm on a regular phone. It's just uh, you don't hear me clearly? Well, you're coming in and out, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, there's been so many mergers in the airline industry, and we okay, have... So we're not talking about the airline industry. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, my, my point is now... <sighs> You see that the service, you see that, 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 that there is an effect of it. So now with regards to the Internet, you have... No, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. If some of these airlines hadn't combined, they would have gone out of business. That would have been pretty bad service, don't you think? Yes, I... I yes, I, I, I think so. Right. Some of them were going out of business. Eastern Airlines was going out of business. TWA was going out of business. And so they combined in order to, uh, to maintain an airline. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. But but with respect to, well, obviously, you know, monopolization. Well, we don't have monopolization. Well, we have we have Amazon going into every industry. We have <coughs> well, <coughs> Amazon is free to go into every industry. It just can't monopolize them. Let me right. ask you, sir. Let me. They 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 took over a, a food company. Are there a lot a, a a grocery store in essence? Are there a lot of different types of grocery stores? There are many. Okay, they basically started out selling books. You have trouble getting to a bookstore or a library? Uh, well, well, Amazon well. is basically like the Drudge Report is to news. Now, it's getting into other businesses, but you basically go on their site and you buy stuff that they don't make. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a catalog. So why would we want to break up Amazon? I don't even understand this. Because they're, they're getting into so many different industries. <clears throat> but they're allowed to get into so many different businesses as long as they're not monopolizing them. Well, that is, that's the point. We want to wait until after. Well, yes, we want to wait, sir, because we don't have any legal basis to start breaking up companies uh, before the fact. Trust cases where, where so you're they- not listening. You don't break up companies before the fact. Now, if Amazon were going to buy up all the grocery store chains, that would be a problem under our antitrust laws, wouldn't it? It would, and, it, and if they have such a competitive... But they're not, they, sir. No, they don't have a competitive advantage. I don't even buy food from Amazon. Some people do, some people don't. But now that they took over Whole Foods, let's... Yeah, Whole Foods is a tiny, tiny fraction of the food business. But now they have to... Thanks for your call. He's not going to stop. And, sir, you live in New Jersey. Here's what I wanted to ask you. Because he wanted to say it's long past time that we tax sales on the Internet. Well, I don't know what he's complaining about. These people who want to tax sales on the Internet. If you live in New Jersey, I want to give you a little fact. You have to pay a use tax. You know what a use tax is? If you're not paying a sales tax on the Internet, when you buy something on the Internet or you buy something out of state, you have a responsibility in New Jersey to pay the Department of Treasury in the state of New Jersey 6.625% on the purchases made on the Internet. If they're not already subject to a sales tax, do you know that? In Virginia, it's 6%. I mean, your wish is coming true. They're taxing the crap out of you. You may not be paying the tax, but if they ever audit you, they can certainly ask you, how much money did you spend on the Internet? Uh, not a lot, seven, eight hundred bucks. Okay, great. <laughs> you owe us money. What else did you buy on the internet? Well, you know. Well, you owe us money. So there's your great equalizer. So who's complaining? <laughs> Go on the internet, buy stuff, make sure you keep a list, and pay your state. Because in most states, that's what you have to do. Now, I'm in Virginia. I know that for a fact. I just looked up New Jersey because the guy's from New Jersey. You can go on the Internet. And I don't even use Google most of the time. I use Bing, B-I-N-G dot com, because I don't like the guy that runs Google. There are, there are alternatives. That's like a public library. No, it's not. There are public libraries. You want to use a public library? Look at me. I love to read. And I love to do research. What am I going to do? Go to the library every day? What am I going to do? Go to the bookstore every day? Sometimes I'll go to the library. Sometimes I'll go to the bookstore. But 
I only have so much time in a day. So I go online and I start reading stuff and I order stuff and why? You're damaging all the all the retailers. No, I'm not. Who's to say I would have gone into a retail store today and bought anything? All the arguments are nonsensical. They're just nonsensical. What we have here, and I have to be honest with you, and it's very scary to me. Even here in my magnificent, blessed audience, and trust me when I say that's what I believe. People who are anti-growth, anti-technology, and anti-progress. And this is why the Chinese are going to eat our cake. We're going to be left behind. Well, we're debating over this stuff. They're moving ahead. They're filling the void. And so will other countries. You know, if you want running water, if you want electricity, if you want steel in the first place, aluminum in the first place, natural gas, all these things, they come out of the Industrial Revolution. That was the period in our economic history when we had the least amount of taxes and regulations. Now, I know the left plays this like, look at the pollution and the robber barons. It massively expanded the so-called middle class, created all kinds of luxuries today that we take advantage of, and in many cases we don't even know exist. So we have to live without them. I don't need any politician, any groups of politicians, or quite frankly, any groups of citizens telling me they know how to manage the economy better than the economy knows how to manage itself. It just amazes me. How many people buy this? Now, by the way, most of you out there calling oppose this idea of taxing sales on the Internet. I'm going, trying to go to the people who disagree. But we'll take a few more calls here. Chip, West Palm Beach, Florida, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, how are you tonight? Long-time listener, big fan. I think you're a really great guy. And um, <laughs> I have to agree with you. On, I don't think it's right to tax it. I've, been, I've had Facebook essentially since it came out. And he, I don't think it's right to break it up. I don't know how they would decide that and all the consequences that would happen during that. Um, but i got to ask you personally, a little off topic, have you ever thought about running for Congress or Senate or anything nah, like that? Nah, listen, I'll be honest with you. You know why I could never do it? Because I'm impatient. So somebody can, hey, I, I, I didn't get my this check. Uh, I didn't get this. I didn't get, and I'd say, all right, what do you want me to do about it? I wouldn't be very good at that. And, well, I really wish you would. Plus, why would I want to be one of 100? Why would I want to be one of 435? When I'm the number three size-wise talk show host in America, and the one, number one most influential, in my view, with our books and our TV and our digital and so forth, why would I trade all that in to be some schmo in Congress? I agree. Well, I wish you, I wish you would do it for us. Uh, you're a man of the people. And also about Google, what the last call was saying, I use DuckDuckGo. Google doesn't change. They didn't change anything for Christmas. Their doodle was some neutral thing, yet they have a countdown to Ramadan. But you see, you're, there are other search sites, so why don't people go to them? I go to them. was a good one. That What's that? I didn't hear you. Which one? DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. There Duck, you go. DuckDuckGo. Use that one, folks. All my homepages to that one. All right, big guy. Thank you. I'll give you another example. I cannot stand Wikipedia. 
I can't stand it. What they allow to be put on their site about me, the cherry picking by the left or their editors or their administrators that they put up there creates a totally false image and perception of me, and they do it purposely. And so I say we should pressure them, we should do that. I never say, let's break up Wikipedia. Let's break up things we don't. You must be a liberal special interest type. Let's break this one up, and let's break... I refuse to join the mob. I'm not going to join the mob. I don't care who's calling for the mob. Individualism, ladies and gentlemen, that's where it's at. Individualism. We compete our way out of these things. More government? How much more damn government do you want? And who is it that's going to break this stuff up? The Justice Department? You don't even like the Justice Department. You never know. I mean, the right people in the right place. There isn't such a thing. Leave well enough alone. And many of you people calling about taxing Amazon, you know damn well you use Amazon. And you know damn well you don't want to be taxed. Because most do not pay the consumer use tax that your state says you must pay if you're not already paying a sales tax. And here's the point. While you're trying to get the big guy, we always have to get the big guy. Gotta get him. Monopoly. They're not a monopoly. You can buy books all over the country. You can buy whatever books you want all over the country. You don't have to use Amazon. You can read whatever books you want all over the country. You don't have to use Amazon. Just because something's big and ubiquitous doesn't mean it's a monopoly. It doesn't run all the food operations in the country. Look at this. They got Whole Foods. The hell is Whole Foods? I've never even been in the damn place. Is that a hippie hangout? I don't even know. Look at what their whole food, but they might become one. You got to break them up in advance. Anticipatory breakup. Oh, okay. No, I don't think so. What, what are you? What are you? Liberal? No. I'm an American, and this is the way Americans used to think. Sadly, less and less. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This guy was on to something, DuckDuckGo.com. You know what they say on their site? We don't store your personal information, ever. Our privacy policy is simple. We don't collect or share any of your personal information. That's DuckDuckGo.com. So what is everyone whining about? Use DuckDuckGo.com. Hey, hey, uh, there's some kind of monopoly going on. No, they're not. You don't like Google? Don't use Google. I don't like the liberals who run Google. I was using Bing.com. Now I think I'm going to use this DuckDuckGo.com. They don't collect any of your information, ever. Hey, how come nobody told me about it? Because you got to think for yourself. We got to break up this Google. Let me tell you a little story about Google. How much time do I have, Rich? I know somebody who is dear to me. And they have cancer. And my wife and I were frantically looking for the most cutting-edge technologies we could possibly find. And we use these search sites. 
Now, to make a long story short, what am I supposed to do? Run to the library and dust off some old books and see if I can find them? Go to the bookstore? It takes massive search engines to collect massive amounts of information in nanoseconds, which is why all of you use these search engines, even those who won't admit it, to find information you cannot find anywhere else. And I just gave you the name of a site that is apolitical, of a site that does not keep your information, does not share your personal information, DuckDuckGo.com. Now use it, DuckDuckGo.com, and tell Google to screw off. But don't invite the government into our lives all the time. You sound like a liberal. Oh, I, I don't like this. That's not a level playing field. Call the government. Oh, that's not fair. Call the government. Do you like the government? I hate the government. No, you like the government. No, I don't. I mean, yes, I do. We just whine all the time now. You know, it's just not fair. How would you like to be part of an effort to put a free copy of the Constitution and Declaration in the hands of every middle school and public school student? High school, middle school, in public school, in the nation. Students aren't being taught the Constitution. Parent, many adults aren't being taught the Constitution. So how can we expect them to understand and embrace what's necessary to protect freedom? Hillsdale College wants to change all that, but they need your help. Hillsdale is taking the unprecedented step of sending a copy of the Constitution and Declaration to every middle school and high school public school pupil through their principals all across America, along with an offer to provide free copies for every student. Hillsdale is doing this because they believe that educating the next generation is vital to preserving liberty and because they love America. Learn how you can help in this historic effort and how you can get your own copy of Hillsdale's Pocket Constitution to keep or give away by visiting levinforhillsdale.com that's l-e-v-i-n for hillsdale.com to find out how to help send pocket constitutions to public schools and to get your own free copy that's levinforhillsdale.com now I could sit here and do what so many in this business do and just reject everything I've ever told you reverse course and tell you how swell and brilliant all this is liberalism Big government is not swell, and it's not brilliant. And I don't care whose mouth it comes out of, and I don't care whose policies are being pushed. If Obama were doing this, most of the people who now support it would be wetting themselves. Be wetting themselves. Let's go to Daryl, Jackson, Wyoming. XM Satellite. Yes, we should tax ourselves, right? Go ahead. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Okay. Great. Say, uh, I'm not saying that we should tax ourselves. What I'm saying is, uh, uh, I'm in from Jackson, Wyoming. I have a, a business, and I'm required to collect sales tax from the state of Wyoming, six percent. Internet companies are not. They instantly that's have not correct. Advantage. Some, that's not correct. I am. Re- some, listen to me. We're going to get the facts on the table, regardless of the propaganda. In some states, they are required to collect the tax. Moreover, in almost every state, the consumer is required to collect and report the tax. Go ahead. Well, that's, that's fine with me. 
then that's well, it's not fine with me. Pays, everybody pays their own tax on the off the purchases they make. That's okay with me. Because what the problem is? Well, the, I guess so. Let me ask you this: Your state has a six percent tax. Let's say California has an eight and a half percent tax. That's not fair. Your tax should be eight and a half percent. I'm not operating in California or any other state. I'm well, operating what are you in selling? Wyoming. What I want. Okay. Is- well, if I'm operating on the internet, <clears throat> I'm operating everywhere, but I'm operating nowhere. In other words, maybe I don't have a place in Wyoming or whatever. And the point is, you're asking for a fair level playing field, right? Right. Nope. I'm not for. I'm a- hold on. I'm going to hold you over. I want to know what you do. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Got a lot more to get to, but I want to I want to close the circle here. I am Mark Levin. Our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one. When we were talking to Daryl. Jackson, Wyoming, XM Satellite. Go ahead, Daryl. Uh, let's see. Where did we uh, leave off? But make your, just make your point. It doesn't matter where we left off. Okay. I'm, I'm in the tire business. I'm in a, uh, a retail uh, service station business, sell gasoline, such like that. And the uh, as far as the Internet goes, I, I don't care to regulate it one iota. But the thing is... Instantly, when I'm in the tire business, I, uh, I'm at a 6% disadvantage because that's what the sales tax in the state. They don't pay no sales tax to say, like, uh, tire Yeah, but if, but if you're buying tires online, you're paying for delivery, aren't you? Yes, that's true. But that's a lot of money, isn't it? Uh, typically, well, not a lot. You know, uh, that's a disadvantage they have, buy. isn't it? But that's a disadvantage they have. We're doing business. I mean, look, if you were only selling on the Internet... You'd have to set up a whole department or a whole office or have a whole bunch of people who are handling shipping, correct? Uh, right. But here's one, one instance. When you're dealing with a local uh, a company like this, uh, people that buy the tires off the Internet go to the back of the line. They get the worst of the service. The fact is they get no service. But that's their decision. Some people go to lousy restaurants. I don't get it. But they like to spend a lot of money. All you can eat crap. And they sit there and they eat crap over and over and over again. What do I care? I just bought a, t- a pair of shoes over the Internet. I hate them. You know what's going to happen to them? I'm going to throw them <laughs> in the garbage can because I ain't going to go back to. And, and Have you ever bought anything at a retail store that you didn't like? Uh, yeah. And then when I, I tried it on before I left and I liked it. Okay. Then don't buy on the Internet. <laughs> exactly. by, by the way, by the way, Daryl, you make an argument. For buying shoes at your local retail store and not buying them on the Internet. But what I'm saying is there, it's a blanket thing that doesn't cover everything. Let's say just for What's this, a blanket thing uh, that doesn't cover everything? Well, for the uh, you know, people that sell trinkets and everything from A to Z on the Internet, it doesn't right. require somebody to take care of it after the sale. People that buy the stuff on the Internet... Sir, they sir if that's up to the individual, they make that decision... They want to buy something on the internet, and they don't. Some cases it is taken care of after the sale. Some cases it's not. That has nothing to do with anything. What we're saying is, should the federal government impose a national sales tax 
on items that are sold on the Internet? Or should the federal government make it possible for all states to do so, even though it's already possible for all states to do so? And I've made a number of points. Number one, there are shipping expenses related to the Internet that do not apply all the time. If you buy in a retail shop, and I'm not against buying, I don't buy tires over the Internet. I think that's stupid. I go into the tire place, I look at the tires I want, I bargain with the guy, and I get it done. That's what I do, but maybe somebody else doesn't want to do it. And by the way, on the Internet, even if it's 6% cheaper, I still don't want to do it that way. And I don't think that's what people are doing on the Internet. You know what? I don't have to pay sales tax on the Internet. It's not what they're doing. They're searching for things that they may not have in their community. I mean, hell, you're in Jackson, Wyoming. It's a beautiful place. But it doesn't necessarily have everything. Neither same with where I live. Right. Well, All right, Daryl, you sound like a great guy. I appreciate you. All right, you take care of yourself. We'll take. You know what? I want to add a few more issues, but let's go ahead. Take a few more calls. Only because people have been waiting forever here. Let's go to George Elwood, Nebraska, XM Satellite. How are you, George? I'm doing well, and you? Very well, thank you. Good deal. Listen, I, I wonder if this is this whole scam isn't a build-up to another smash-and-grab. Now, what does that mean? Uh, well, this is what uh, uh, lobbyers, uh, Obama, did with the coal industry. Uh, and they, he smashed them. And then uh, a bunch of, uh, when the stock prices were were collapsed and, and all that, then people came in and grabbed it up. Oh, some of his buddies. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't know. All right, George, thank you. Bob, Kingsville, Texas, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm okay. Great. I love your show. I have your book. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, what I wanted to say is... Did you get my book on protectionism and raising taxes on the Internet? No, sir, I do not have that one. I haven't written one of those yet. Maybe I should, because apparently that's the new conservatism. That's great. I look forward to it. Yes. Okay. Um, what I wanted to say is about the taxes and the Internet. The American people are taxed way too much, and you and I both know this. And and I would just love to pose the question to the people that, that call in our liberal uh, group. Uh, are you taxed too much? Do you enjoy being taxed and having government? And they will fall back to the liberal... Uh, argument. It's not fair. Well, then maybe uh, internet companies should be able to deduct the price of shipping, packaging and shipping. Is that fair? This isn't a question of what's fair. These are two completely different methodologies for purchasing something or selling something. And you can use either or use both. Just because you have a store doesn't mean you can't also have a site where you sell online. Nobody's stopping anybody from doing that. And yet, if everybody who sells on the Internet is required to pay taxes in 50 states and the territories and the District of Columbia, can you imagine the administrative nightmare for the small entrepreneur who's trying to get started on the Internet? Awful. It would just be terrible. It would kill it. Yes. I'm all about competition. Competition is what drives our economy. Okay, well... When you, when you have a small store like my parents did, you know you have to collect the uh, sales tax. And in some states where you don't, the uh, consumer is expected to pay a tax. 
Yet, if you're going to start on the Internet, you know you're going to have to have fees related to packaging and shipping. And if you're going to claim, oh, he's a premier member, he doesn't pay. Well, obviously, they're going to uh, um, put that price within the price of the product and so forth. Yes, that's correct. I mean, people are free to do whatever they want. They can sell on the Internet. They don't have to sell on the Internet. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Is we get, are we getting to snooze time here, Mr. Producer? Maybe one or two more, and then we'll roll along here. Let us go to Brian Sullivan, New York. Yes, Brian. Yeah, hey, Mark. I think the problem here is that people don't understand what their responsibilities are. Uh, if you go into a retailer, they're not charging you tax. They're doing you a favor by collecting the tax that you're required to pay into your state. And like you No, no, better- stop right there, because this is a crucially important point. Because most of the states that do not require the retailer to collect that money require the purchaser, the consumer, to pay that money every year along with their and, – and even when, if you don't have an income tax. A lot of these states uh, that don't have. I'll give you another example. Florida doesn't have a state income tax, right? If you right. purchase something out of state and it is shipped into Florida – I had this happen to me. They send you a letter. They keep track of everything that is shipped in the Florida, and they say, okay, we want our tax. I forget what the amount is. It's that consumer user fee that I'm talking about. And they do that in Florida. At least they did it to me. Go ahead. I don't understand. Like, where I, where I live in, uh, the county I live in, I'm, a, I'm on, in New York on the Pennsylvania border. The county I live in, the sales tax rate is 8%. The neighboring county in Pennsylvania is 6%. If I go to Walmart in that county and pay 6% sales tax, I'm supposed to send 2% to New York State. Mm-hmm. People don't understand the responsibility, and they, they look at it as though the retailer is charging them tax. They're not charging you tax. They're, they're doing you a favor by collecting the money that you owe the state, according to the law. But they don't look at it that way because they don't pay it. Well, I also think The so-called money that they owe the state. I even talked about the Internet just now. You have an obligation in almost every state in this country... If you're not paying a sales tax, you are to pay the user fee, which is supposed to be equal to what the sales tax in your state is. I guarantee you most of the people listening to this program have never done it. Probably no one has. And also the thing is, so if you make this federal tax on top of it, that's not going to make the state taxes that you're technically responsible for go away. Are you more concerned in a macro way that we even have to explain all this stuff? Um. I mean, wasn't it the case that conservatives and businessmen used to understand that taxation, other than basic taxation for the basic governmental uses and needs, that taxation isn't supposed to equalize, taxation is not there to create a fair playing field? This, these are all liberal phrases. These are all liberal platitudes that the left uses to stick it to the consumer. All right, sir, I have stymied you with my genius. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, we'll do this till the bottom of the hour. It's just that the people are very, very interested in this, and who am I to say no? Stuart, Amarillo, Texas, a trucker on Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm wonderful. I'm glad to talk to you, Mark. It's been years that I've been trying ever since you were in competition with 
Uh, Michael Reagan in the very beginning. I didn't know I was. He's a buddy of mine. But anyway, you go ahead. Anyway, yeah, it was when you only had a two-hour show. Um, I wanted to say that I agree. I can finish your sentences, except I'm not as articulate as you are. I believe totally the government should just get the hell away from it, from uh, Facebook and, and Amazon, all that. Because you know what? They did a lot to build their business. And that's what we're talking about. It seems like what's happening is what the guy, the character in the Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand book, uh, Mr. Mouse, is going after, oh, government regulations and break up mm-hmm. companies. And, you know, the Ayn Rand book, I can't even think of the name. But um, it's, it's like it's coming to be, they want so much money that they're doing anything. You said this, that they can to get tax money. Mm-hmm. And any excuse, and then... You have the pom-pom boys and girls and the Rockettes, so-called conservatives, which they're clearly not. They've surrendered their ideas, uh, agreeing with this. And you have the Republican Party that is seeking to impose it. And you talk about lobbyists. These companies are lobbying Congress to limit Internet sales. You've got companies that are lobbying Congress to, to limit all kinds of internet, say internet gambling, internet this, internet that. Congress needs to stay the hell out of it. I totally agree. I'm a truck driver, and I'm getting doing all I can to pay down my debt and be responsible to nobody, have a little fun in life, and be left alone. And it seems it's just getting worse and worse. I, I totally six <coughs> Article Five. And, 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 let, and let me tell you this too, Stuart. I wonder how many truck drivers out there are driving trucks because they're they're moving books back and forth, products back and forth that people ordered through Amazon. Yeah, a lot, a lot. In fact, I just right. delivered a bunch of bumpers to uh, Nebraska from Texas because of possibly the internet. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I I'm a big fan. I dropped Netflix because of the Susan Rice issue, and I'm going to order CRTV. Thank you, sir. You're very kind. In fact, don't hang up. I'll give it to you. Let's get that man a one-year subscription. That's the other thing. Well, let me, let me say this. It's a side point. It's a footnote, but I need to say it. Laura Ingram. I don't talk to Laura Ingram. Not, I just don't. She's a radio talk show host. She's on Fox. She's an author. Very smart lady. Very smart lady. Now she's being boycotted. Now advertisers are dropping her her TV show. Because she put a tweet out uh, that people considered offensive to, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, the gentleman from uh, uh, from, from Florida. Now, she's since apologized. So now they're trying to ruin her. Now they're trying to ruin her. Two or three or four of the usual advertiser types drop out. And now there's a campaign to ruin her. I don't ever want us to think this way. If you don't want to listen to somebody, I agree with you. Don't listen to them. Stay away from them. If you want to boycott somebody, that's fine. But you don't need to lead a boycott. Personally, I'm talking about them. Boycott them. 
But to do that to somebody because you disagree with them or you're offended by them or something of that sort, I just can't stomach it. And unfortunately, this is the radical left, the progressive left. This is what they're teaching young people on the progressive left side of the aisle. And yet, it's a similar mentality that says, we need to break up this company, we need to break up that company, even though they're not monopolies. We need to break them up. They don't treat us well. We need to do this. We need to do that. This is the mindset of the hard left. It can apply in social contexts. It can apply in economic contexts. I want to strongly encourage you to reject it. You live your life the way you want to live your life. If you don't want to buy things on the Internet, don't. If you want to buy things that are only made in America, then go ahead. But stop telling everybody else what to do, and if they don't agree with you, demand that the government step in. Or demand, or, de, or insist that you, you destroy them. That's not who we are. And this attack on Laura Ingram is really grotesque. It's grotesque. Let's go to Philip. Somewhere in Illinois that I can't pronounce. On XM Satellite. How are you, sir? How you doing, Mark? Okay. Hey, I was just, um, I don't know why they just don't treat the sales tax from the Internet different than normal retail. They should just do like a flat tax across all 50 states, like 2%, and then give 1% to the state that the item sells out of. But they they got, hold on now. You're calling for a VAT tax, basically, a federal tax, a VAT tax, and then that tax is somehow uh, redistributed to the state. I, I wouldn't open that door in two seconds. Yeah, but not the federal. What I'm saying is if you if you get all 50 states to agree on, say... Well, all 50 states will never agree. Utah and California are not going to agree. Well, okay. All right, they're just not. It would eliminate... It would, eliminate uh, it would but it's not going to happen. States don't do that. You got states that don't levy taxes and states that can't wait to levy taxes. So they're not going to get together and say, you know what, because you levy a tax, I think we will too. So I'm just starting at 1% because I didn't want to... Thanks for your call. He's not even... He's not listening to a damn thing I said. You might start at 1% around the dinner table, but nobody else is. That's my point. Why would a state that doesn't want to tax the Internet join with a state that does tax the Internet? Whether you want to start at 1% or 2% or not, 50 states are not going to get together to do that. 50 states aren't going to get together to do anything. I'll be right back. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Now, I won't be on the air tomorrow night. Because it's the beginning of Passover. I believe my man Dan Bongino will be filling in. He's a great guy. Uh, But I will be back on Monday. And please don't forget to check us on Sunday on the Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. An interview with former Attorney General under Ronald Reagan, Ed Meese. And we'll get into all these issues. The special counsel, uh, 
uh, Congress and its actions, constitutionality of these things. I think you'll be absolutely fascinated. Keep in mind, Ed Meese, he wound up being, in his final position, the Attorney General of the United States under Ronald Reagan. But before that, in his various positions, he was counselor to Ronald Reagan, even as governor. When Reagan was governor, he was his legal secretary, became his chief of staff. And, of course, when the president ran for office, Ed Meese was by his side. When he became president of the United States, again, Ed Meese was counselor to the president. So a lot of wonderful history there. He's got some great stories and uh, just a wonderful perspective in, uh, in, in, into what's going on in the country today. I don't think he's uh, he's gotten out there that much on TV to talk about these things. So I wanted to take the opportunity. And he's my former boss. I, I was chief of staff to the attorney general, and the attorney general was Ed Meese. With the special counsel running around, all these other things going on, I think it'll be a, quite a fascinating discussion for you. You know, I've been paying attention to the news, ladies, you know. One of the themes that you probably heard over and over again is the systematic censorship of conservative voices. Now, what do we do about that? Do we destroy these entities? Do we ask the government to step in and censor them? Now, you've seen the whistleblowers from the biggest names in the Silicon Valley elites admit that conservative points of view are actively being quashed. Now, this is why you need to get CRTV. If you're still getting your media from those social media giants or the liberal mainstream media, you're just not getting the whole story. There's an alternative. We started Levin TV as a way to fight back against the mainstream media and these social sites and to make sure our subscribers had a source that they could actually trust. Now, just a little over a year after launching CRTV, a full-blown network, we've added more than a dozen new shows, new ways to watch. We're now the biggest conservative media platform you'll find anywhere. That's how you address left-wing censorship and bias in social media, by competing against it. And we're not done. Try us out for 30 days absolutely free 30 days absolutely free use promo code levin that's l-e-v-i-n and you'll also save ten dollars off an annual pass so you get 30 days absolutely free ten dollars off the annual pass and if you don't like it after 30 days you can drop it but i think you're going to love us that's why we're making the offer give us a call right now our folks are there 844-LEVIN-TV. We'll get you set up right away. You can tell us the different platforms you have. If you have a smart TV, you want to watch it there. Whatever you're comfortable with. That's how my dad watches it. My wife, she watches it on her iPhone. So give us a call. 844-LEVIN-TV. 844-LEVIN-TV. I know you're going to love it. And this is the kind of answer that true Americans, entrepreneurs, Understand, we're not going to take out Google. We don't want to take out Google. We're not going to take down the Internet. We don't want to take down the Internet. We will compete. We will compete digitally. So give us a call, 844-LEVIN-TV. I want to tell you a little story. It's about Medicaid. Oh, Mark, Medicaid, come on. No, I want to tell you about Medicaid. It's a piece in the Washington Free Beacon. At least 21,000. Hello? 
I said 21,000 Americans have died waiting to enroll in Medicaid. Thanks in part to the expansion of the government health care program under Obamacare, according to a recently released report from the Foundation for Government Accountability. Now notice, this has not been discussed on TV. This has not been discussed on radio. This hasn't really been discussed anywhere. 21,000 Americans have died waiting to enroll in Medicaid, thanks to Obamacare. Now, they're not going to talk about Medicaid control. They're not going to talk about Obamacare control. It's as if it never happened. Medicaid waiting lists currently sit around 650,000 individuals, estimates the Foundation for Government Accountability, or FGA. By contrast, more than 28 million able-bodied adults are now enrolled in the program using resources that might otherwise be allocated to individuals on the waiting list. The report focuses primarily on the waiting list generated by the Home and Community-Based Services Waiver Program. That's HCBS programs are operated by all but three states because the programs are optional, but states are allowed to set up caps on enrollment with waiting lists for those whose applications exceed the cap. Those waiting lists cover 38 states with as many as 73,000 people waiting for Medicare, uh, Medicare service in Louisiana alone. Using state-by-state data, the FGA documented at least 21,904 waiting list members who've died waiting for Medicaid's service. One moment. (coughs) Sorry. Waiting for Medicaid service. And it goes on into very specific information, how it affects the various states and so forth. Why is there not a hue and cry over this? I'll tell you why. Because the progressives set up these programs. You're not allowed to criticize them. If you do raise a question, they will tell you that not only are you inhumane, but the problem is, of course, there's not enough money. There's not enough staff. The program is being undermined. And if you read Ameritopia, you know that's the argument all the time. The argument all the time for the utopian statists is that the government's not big enough. We just haven't tried hard enough. We've taken halfway measures. We're not spending enough. We're not taxing them enough. We're not regulating them enough. And that's their position. 21,000, really closer to 22,000 people have died waiting for Medicaid since the Medicaid expansion under Obamacare. And you hear nothing, nothing from anybody. And let me tell you another little secret. People aren't even going to want to discuss this. It's too boring. They're not going to want to discuss it. It's too boring. Medicaid, oh, good look. Medicaid? I want to talk about Roseanne Barr. I want to talk about the TV. I want to talk about uh, the the, the Roseanne Barr show. Day in and day out. uh, Roseanne, I have nothing against the woman. But good Lord, like it's some massive cultural spectacle. It's nothing. It's a TV show. It's one show out of a zillion. But it shows Hollywood what we really want. Hollywood doesn't give a crap what we really want. If Hollywood gave a crap what we really wanted, they would have done something about it a long time ago. 
I guess I'm the one guy who's not going to discuss it. Well, Roseanne, Larry, Evansville, Indiana, the great KGBF. Go. Great. Thanks a lot for my call. Um, calling concerning the uh, Internet tax. The, uh, I'd just like to point out to some of these individuals. Uh, calling from Indiana. Uh, we got the tax breakdown here for those that did uh, or those that aren't, uh, are no, no longer going to have to pay taxes. Uh, Indiana just raised their gas tax by 10%. We take a look at the federal. They're, they're thinking about putting a twenty-five percent increase on their gas, on the federal excise tax and gas um, plate costs, uh, all the other costs. So, one example is is that my when the ten percent tax or ten cent a gallon tax went in Indiana, my son's gas bill went up one hundred ninety dollars a year. Twenty-five hmm. percent goes in there. That'll total six hundred and sixty-five dollars a year. He buys on the internet couple hundred dollars worth of taxes there so you get the tax break for those that are so those that did it goes in one pocket and it's a shell game you might as well have a hole in your pocket because the government mm-hmm. put the hand in the other pocket well, what, do, what do you think these pocket. tariffs do these tariffs are a tax on us not any other country they are a tax on us if somebody wants to go buy a ford explorer tonight or somebody wants to buy another vehicle I, uh, when they're done selling the inventory they have, the car manufacturers are going to increase their prices. And the same applies to any uh, kitchen uh, uh, appliance <clears throat> or anything else that uh, contains this uh, material. And um, that's another tax on the American people. So the Republicans and the administration are thrilled about talking about their tax cuts. What they don't like to talk about is their tax increases. All right, Larry, thank you for your call, sir. Sam, Las Vegas, Nevada, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark, thank you for taking my call, and have a wonderful Passover. Thank you. My comment is we already have a level playing field. It's called an inalienable right to pursuit of happiness, and that includes the right to have an idea, work your tail off to make it go, grow it as big as you can. And the other guys who want to tax it get their pound of flesh, are the lazy socialist communists that want every run equal, comrade. Mm-hmm. Just but like, it's not fair. Just like 1917 Soviet Union. All right, sir. Thank you for your call. You know, I'd like to be in Las Vegas about now. I really would. I have to say the restaurants in Las Vegas, in those hotels, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The shopping's unbelievable. The entertainment is top of the line. You get to Las Vegas this summer. Of course, at the worst time to go is in the summer. It's about 128 degrees. But still, I can only go when I can only go. I'll be right back. in. Tell you what, I really am liking this first take show on ESPN in the morning. I really am. 
I watch it kind of three days a week, not the whole two hours when I'm doing my cardio stuff, which I'm required to do. Do it with my buddy Justin. But Stephen A. is the best. I got to just tell you, he's the best sports guy, period, when it comes to commentary. The other best sports guy is Al Michaels. I can't get enough of him during football season. He is the best. Now, I'm watching this first take, and I want to give some advice to the guy, Max. I can't remember. What's his last name? Kempelman or something? Kellerman? Max. Stop staring into the camera lens with your eyes wide open like you're a deer. I'm just telling you, it looks, it looks goofy. Get a little more real, a little less stiff. You're staring at it like you're staring in the mirror. Just look at it and be yourself, unless that is yourself. You know, my friends at CT Shirts asked if I knew why they sell far more shirts to my listeners than on any other program in America. Well, come on. It's because you see me wearing CT Shirts on my TV show. That they look great tucked or untucked and under a sports coat. I'm guessing you purchase CT shirts because they're the best. They're British styled from exceptionally smooth, non-iron cotton. They come in your choice of colors, color styles, sleeve lengths, and cuffs. And I got you a great deal. So now, now is the time to try CT shirts for the first time. Or better yet, add three more CT shirts to your collection. One CT shirt normally costs 100 bucks, But right now, you'll get three shirts for just $99. That's 60% off, plus free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. 99 bucks gets you three amazing CT shirts. So go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's ctshirts.com slash Levin. I wish Fox would... Uh advertise the Sunday show a little bit more than it does. I'm just being honest. I've told them this already. I see every host opposing and pointing and speaking and so forth. And that's good. But I feel like I do most of the heavy lifting on that stuff. Just saying. Okay. Let's... What the... Oh, there it is. Here we are. Fred, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer. Go. Hey, Mark, it's great talking to you. Yes, it is. Thank you. Hey, uh, I want to talk about the interstate clause. Interstate commerce clause. Yeah, it's constitutional to tax products from one state to the next state, isn't it? Technically. You can tax. If something is sold within your state, and technically when you're on your computer in a state, it is sold within the state, it can be taxed. Well, what if you buy it on the, if you buy it, like, like you notice in the catalogs when you buy stuff, like it says, you know, Ohio residents have to pay sales tax in Ohio. But if because I'm telling you, because if it's sold in the state or delivered to the state, then you have to pay tax. Then there, then there is a, a nexus, they call it, to the state. Uh, so you couldn't they, there, the there is a, there is a. Typically a physical nexus, but a nexus to the state. The courts have been very bad on this stuff. They have. 
They've been clear on it, the courts? Or nobody's They've been it? very bad on it. Bad so on we'll, it. S- we'll see what they do. I don't know. I don't trust them. Challenge it and take it to the Supreme Court, and it might change. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I'm sure we'll get Kennedy and Roberts. All right, Fred. Good thinking there, brother. Chris, Valencia, California, the Mark Levin app. Go. Uh, Mr. Levin, I'm a decade-long listener, first-time caller. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, well, I just, uh, you know, I can't understand this Internet tax. I'm an independent filmmaker and artist, and uh, most of my business is done through Amazon. And, uh, you know, I thought, uh, you know, conservatives are supposed to stay out of the way of, uh, you know, us making money. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and you know what? I, I think less and less of us believe that. I, and people that, call themselves conservatives who obviously aren't conservatives. Is that what's happened to the Republican Party? I, I, mean, I, I, I forget about the party. What's happened to the conservative movement? I mean, they used to call themselves fiscal. I mean, I remember these. Hey, look, I'm not a social conservative. I'm not a neocon, but I am a fiscal conservative. Oh, yes, yes, I am. And then they vote for massive spending. And then they want more taxes. Then what are they? They're a joke. And these taxes, yeah, I mean, I'm also a cancer survivor recently in, you know, God bless you. California and what they ran me through. Uh, yeah, well, what a disaster. The government health care programs. And yet, you look at all the disasters, the DMV, the government health care systems, what they're doing on the border, how they're eviscerating the military. So this, and then all of a sudden, you know what, let's call the government in as a fair arbiter and referee to take care of this. I don't get that. Do you, Chris? I do not understand it, Mark. I mean, the reason I voted, you know, I was with, you know, the movement and and fighting for, you know, conservative values was so I didn't have government involved in my health care. Sometimes I can't even get uh, my uh, post-cancer medication anymore. Mm -mm, That's terrible. You know what? Maybe the Republicans and the conservatives should focus on repealing the rest of Obamacare and leave the damn Internet alone. Who stands for us? Nobody stands for us anymore, quite frankly. Chris, we wish you all the best. Hang in there and continue good luck on your recovery. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I'm going to read you two headlines. Source, this is CNN, which is a favorite source of the Mueller Democrats in the prosecutor's office. Mueller pushed for Gates, this was the campaign deputy director for a while, help on collusion. Then it's picked up by other news sources. Mueller, that's the special counsel, pushed for Gates, that's Rick Gates, who's under indictment, for help on collusion. Then there's this headline from CNN. Reuters, Mueller probes contacts at GOP convention. Mueller probes contacts at GOP convention. Now, why did these two headlines grab my attention? 
Because, folks, number one, Mueller is investigating Republicans and only Republicans in the Republican Party, the RNC, the Republican Convention, the Republican presidential campaign, Republican spokesmen, Republican lawyers, and a Republican candidate. He has absolutely no interest whatsoever. If we're to believe these media reports, he has no interest whatsoever in investigating the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC and the role in the dossier, which links them to the Russians. He's no interest whatsoever in the abuse of power by people who used to work for him. FBI agent Stroke, FBI agent Page, he has absolutely no interest in what Jim Comey knew. In fact, he's using Jim Comey to help support his prosecution. No interest in the FISA abuses, let alone Uranium One or any of that, given his own involvement in Uranium One and the involvement of the Deputy Attorney General, quite frankly. So let us be crystal clear about this so the backbenchers tomorrow can understand this and the liberal media, which already know it. Robert Mueller is not there to get to the bottom of Russian collusion. He's not there to get to the bottom of Russian interference in the election. Those are things he will use to justify his actions. But the special counsel is involved, is investigating the Republican Party, the Republican convention, the Republican candidate, all things Republican. That's what he's doing. And he's being given permission to do it in some ways that are utterly unconstitutional by the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, Rod Rosenstein, who has a Republican affiliation. But that's just ministerial. He doesn't really give a crap. He's been a bureaucrat his entire life. He's been on the public payroll his entire life. And so that's what we have going on here now. Now, as to this other story, Mueller pushed for Gates. Let me read some of this to you. Special counsel Robert Mueller's team last year made clear. It wanted former Trump campaign deputy Rick Gates' help, not so much against his former business partner Paul Manafort but with its central mission, investigating the Trump campaign's contact with the Russians. Now keep that in mind. Not Hillary's contact with the Russians. Not the DNC's contact. Not their surrogate's contacts. No. New information disclosed in court filings and to CNN this week begin to show how they're getting it. Now, Mr. Attorney General of the United States, I've known you for over three decades. You should be asking for a criminal investigation here. New information disclosed in court filings and to CNN. So we know these are leaks out of Mueller's operation. Begin to show how they're getting it. In a court filing earlier this week, the public saw the first signs of how the Mueller team plans to use information from Gates to tie Manafort, the former campaign chairman, directly to a Russian intelligence agency. Mueller's team alleges that Gates was in contact with a close colleague of Manafort's who worked for a Russian intelligence agency and that Gates knew of the spy service ties in September and October 2016 while he worked on the Trump campaign. Gates would have to talk about the communication with the man if prosecutors wanted, according to the plea deal. This is it. 
This is collusion. This is the Trump campaign colluding with the Russians. That's in line with, now let me tell you why this is being leaked by the Mueller team. They're trying to create the narrative for when charges are brought. They're trying to create the narrative. So they're planning the stories in friendly media outlets, and there's no friendlier outlet than CNN. Goes on, that's in line with what prosecutors told Gates months ago during high-stake negotiations, CNN has learned. Well, how would they have learned that but for the fact that prosecutors, again, are leaking to CNN? They told him they didn't need his cooperation against Manafort, according to a person familiar with the investigation. And instead wanted to hear what he knew about contact between the Trump campaign and the Russians. The extent of Gates' knowledge about any such contact or what he told prosecutors hasn't been made public. But as part of Gates' agreement to cooperate with the special counsel a month ago, he earned a vastly reduced potential sentence and had several charges dropped in two criminal cases against him. Gates' plea also adds to mounting pressure on his co-defendant Manafort, who so far the government is making a central player in the investigation, to change his plea and potentially help investigators. And under his plea agreement, Gates still could be called to testify against Manafort. All right, this is all dirty pool. These are all interesting KGB tactics being used by Mueller, not to get to the truth, but to destroy people to get what he wants. But the point here, ladies and gentlemen, is that Mr. Mueller is investigating the Republican Party, and Mr. Mueller is trying to you know, cobble together this collusion stuff. Look at this. Gates Gates knew of of the spy service ties in September and October 2016, and he still spoke to the guy. Oh, my God! Well, luckily, Mr. Mueller wasn't the special counsel when John Kennedy was president of the United States. Because John Kennedy had an affair with an East German spy. Oh, yes, yes. CNN won't report that, even though it's fact, and I don't even need to leak it to CNN. There it is, it's a fact. And, of course, Ted Kennedy, the infamous Ted Kennedy, Chappaquiddick, that movie I intend to go to, the infamous Ted Kennedy had incredible contacts with Russian spies, even the Russian government at the highest levels, just over 30 years ago, to try and influence the election. Luckily, Mr. Mueller wasn't around then. The Democrats have defended Alger Hiss. Oh, yeah, they attacked Whitaker Chambers, who fingered Alger Hiss. They attacked Richard Nixon, who also did his un-American House Committee. Un-American investigations of people who were un-Americans, not him. And that's why they wanted to take Nixon out from day one. That's why they trashed Whitaker Chambers all the time. Alger Hiss was a big leftist. He was an advisor to Roosevelt. He was involved in splitting up the world after World War II. And uh, he was a communist. He was a spy for the Russians. You should Google this and see how they defended him. But now, finally, we found our guy, Gates. Gates spoke to a guy who he had to know at one point was a Russian spy. What did they discuss? I don't know. 
that hasn't been leaked to CNN yet. CNN gets more information about what's going on than any congressional committee because it's being leaked by Mr. Mueller's office. Now, I told you the leaks a year ago or so were coming from the highest levels of the FBI. And it turns out they were. How did I know that? Because I remembered Watergate. That's where they came from. These guys are in a position to have all this information in order to leak it. The senior levels of the FBI. Now, how do I know this is coming from the prosecutor's office? Because CNN is doing a very rotten job of covering their their tracks. Not only are they essentially revealing this, but the information they have has to come from Mueller's office. And nobody cares except me and you. So CNN is aiding and abetting this. This is why CNN and the other members of the Praetorian Guard are going to protect Comey, because he was a leaker for them. McCabe, they're going to protect him. They're not outraged by stroke, leaker, page. They're protecting their sources. The Praetorian Guard. Moreover, they like what their sources have to say about Donald Trump and the Republicans. Because the media is an appendage of the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party and the government, in many respects, are one and the same thing, as I keep explaining. So Mr. Mueller now is investigating the Republican Party. That's basically it. He will not even tip his toe into the Democrat Party's pool. He hasn't asked to interview Hillary Clinton. He hasn't asked to interview Susan Wasserman Schultz or Donna Brazile over there at the DNC. He hasn't asked for any of them to come before his federal grand jury, but he's thrown a very, very wide net, a preposterously wide net, when it comes to Republicans. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, uh, we, we literally have over 300 affiliates and not pretend affiliates you know guys in their garages with uh with some antennas and so forth that's how some people build up look at this we have real affiliates over 300 of them so every now and then i get a request can you do an affiliate visit i do a few a year but can you imagine doing affiliate visits all the time well, it's only once in our town, but once in your town, and then it's once in another town, another town, another town. You can't do it and do good radio. It's not possible to be traveling like that all the time. And it's not fair to all the other stations. I do what I have a commitment to do in certain towns and so forth, and I'm happy to do it. But you just can't keep adding and adding. And I'm giving you a little inside baseball tonight on TV, on radio, and so forth. Let us go to Erica, Sarasota, Florida, XM Satellite. How are you, Erica? I'm doing well. How are you, Mr. Levin? Very well, thank you. Um, I was calling about the sales tax online. I'm currently in the process of building an e-commerce site. Um, and in the state of Florida, I have to collect sales tax off of anyone who purchases from me and the item is being sent to Florida. And that is by county. Now, I have to keep track of all the sales taxes in each county. And if it goes up and I miss it when I do open, I can be sued for overcharging sales tax. So if they do this, 
it's my nexus. Like, cause I I'm based in Florida. Now, if I were based in Florida and Texas, I'd have to collect some tax for Florida and Texas. Um, I, I and I know, and I don't I don't think the president understands this. That a lot of people are already collecting sales taxes. Uh, and it is an, an enormous obstacle to being successful on the Internet for small enterprises. Uh, it just depends where you are. And because Florida doesn't have an income tax, they try and get you a hundred other ways. That's right. Now, I don't know. Um, each state is different. Now, some states have a flat tax, flat sales tax. But if there's another state like Florida and this passes, that means I'll have to keep track of each county in every state that does it by County. It could be hundreds and hundreds. You're exact, and you would have to file your uh, your returns on your state uh, state income uh, sales tax information and county sales tax information. It would be an absolute. But be careful. The Republicans in Congress have an idea, and they can they they're saying they want to make it possible to have a uniform tax. Yeah. Well, so I mean, uh, you know they have a thousand different ideas on how to steal your money. I wish you good luck, Erica, Andy. Champaign, Illinois, the great WLS. Go. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Okay. Thank you. Great. I've been listening to you for years and years and years, and I literally agree Uh-oh. with 90 with ninety percent of everything. Oh, come on. No, you don't. 90. I said 90. I didn't say all of it, but 90%. Okay. Okay. You're, you're, you're way off on this. So how can, I, how can I help you with the 10% where you're wrong? You're, you're way off on this on this sales tax thing as a small business. Oh owner, well, then you're right. Okay? I'm wrong. Sorry. At, as a small business owner, okay, of an electronic store, okay, that sells televisions, audio, video, home in, home theater, and all of those devices that you would walk into a big box store or you could buy on the internet. Okay, we have dealer agreements with companies like Sony and Samsung. Okay, those dealer agreements state. What I can sell, what I can't sell, where I can sell, and when I can sell it, so to speak. I can't just take a Sony TV, put it on the Internet, and sell it for no tax. Sir, have you, you know, do you understand that's how franchises work? I, I understand. No, I, no, no, no. I just want the public to understand. This is how a hamburger franchise works. They tell you what, what you can wrap the hamburger in. They tell you when you can sell the hamburgers. They tell you where you can sell the hamburgers, what your district is for selling hamburgers. I don't understand what you're complaining about. Well, so when if somebody comes in and wants to buy two or three TVs and my sales yeah. tax, okay, is it 9% in my local area? But they could go on the Internet and buy that same television for no sales tax. Right, okay, and, it's, they, and, and it has to be shipped to them, and somebody has to pay for that. Hundreds of dollars. I understand. Did you hear what I just said? Somebody buys a big TV on the Internet. Somebody has to pay for the shipment on that. It's either priced within the price of the product or they're charged for it. Somebody also has to package it. But that's not necessarily true. They, I could, I could ship what do you mean it's not necessarily true? How do you get the TV? I'll take, I'll take a less of a margin. I could take less of a margin if I want to ship it because I'm not. Well, then, sir, if I were you, I would close my retail business and open up on the Internet. Well, that's not that does that doesn't so then I lose nine employees that I'm paying. Well, then somebody else loses nine employees because you tax them out of business. Did you just hear Erica who called me? I under I understand that I'm not I'm not saying that we want. So the problem is we have you and we have Erica. Now who's right and who's wrong? Well, I don't know if either of us are right or either of us are correct. Wrong. So now the federal government should step in and make a decision, right? 
Well, I don't know about that. No, either. Andy should make a decision and Erica should make a decision. You're making a lot of excuses. You see, I come from a family like you, like yours. We had a small business, a very small business. And we didn't have an Internet, <coughs> but there was a lot of competition with big stores. And not once did my parents whine about it. Not once. You understand what it. I'm saying? I don't agree with you. I, I've not met a business. I've not met a local business person, Mark. Not do you one sell TVs? Person, do you sell TVs? I do, yes. And, and, and despite all this, you're still selling TVs? Yes, I am. And it's not because, and it hasn't gotten How many stores do you own? I own one store. Okay. How long have you been in business? One, 20 years. 20 years. Well, you might want to get involved in the Internet then. You can do both, you know. I'll be right back. champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. I want to talk to you about our good friends over at filterby.com. When was the last time you checked your HVAC filter? You might not think it's a big deal, but it's a very big deal. Where does all that air go? It goes into your filter. And that's right. That then goes into your lungs. And if you really let it go, you know, you're uh, also risking your entire HVAC system. So now you have dirty air. That's not good for your lungs. You have an empty wallet. Filter by is who I personally trust for my HVAC filters. Breathe better with Filter by, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade. So you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, other allergy-aggravating pollution, while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Now, right now, you can save 5% when you do what I did. When you set up auto-delivery, so you never need to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's filterbuy.com, filterbuy.com. Rick in Moscow, Idaho, XM Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, great to, look, great to give a talk to you. Uh, listen to you quite a bit. I drive quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I wish I were half as eloquent as you are. Well, aren't you kind? Thank you. But I have a feeling you're very eloquent. Uh, I try to be, but I don't think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> At any rate, I, this, this whole thing with with uh, the Mueller investigations, I, I guess I'm at a loss. You know, I, I used to be a police officer, so when they first started, I didn't necessarily have a problem with with them starting simply because uh, I, I I kind of thought, all right, let them go look and find nothing. The problem right. is, is now they're 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 trying to dig a hole inside their holes. To look for things that are way beyond mm. the scope that they were ever supposed to be. Well, that's right. That's right. It's yeah. totally out of control, and that's the problem with a guy like Mueller. Well, right. You know, yep. we say it's a problem with Mueller, but the problem—one of the problems—is is, is now we have the so-called Republicans in Congress that are you know threatening to side with the Democrats to impeach the president if he fires them. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Uh, don't get me, 
don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, at the beginning of, of this whole thing with uh, President Trump, I wasn't a Trump supporter, uh, kind of along the lines of you. When he right. won the election, I said, you know what, I'm going to step back and I'm going to give the man a chance. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's done a lot of things that I think are great. He's done a lot of things that I disagree with. Right. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the things he's done that are great, I disagree but with. But you know what's right and what's wrong, and what this guy Mueller's doing is way over the top. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I mean, could you imagine if, if somebody would have tried to do this when uh, Barack Obama was, was no, in office? No, never happened. Um, and the justified. attorney general and the deputy attorney general, they never would have appointed a special counsel. All right, my friend. Rick, I appreciate it. Moscow, Idaho. Sasha! Durango, Colorado, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Sasha? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, in school, we're learning about American history. Yes. How old are you, by the way? And my dad said that you are one of the most qualified people to answer my question. Well, your dad is a genius. Now, by the way, how old are you? I'm 10. Okay. So, my teacher told me that we are democracy. And my dad told me that we're a republic and explained what it is. And then my teacher came back and said that we are a democratic republic. Is that true, or is she, like, trying to combine the two? It sounds like she is embarrassed and trying to justify her democracy point in the first instance. We are a constitutional republic. We are a republic with a constitution. All republics, there haven't been many, do not necessarily have a constitution. We are not a democracy because a democracy suggests that you have endless popular will and uh, populism, and we don't have that. When you look at our constitution, you have a judiciary where people are appointed for life, so that's not democracy. You have a president who is elected through an electoral college. Well, that's not pure democracy. You have a Senate that's directly elected. Well, that is democracy. And you have a House that's directly elected. That is democracy. So when you combine them all together, you have republicanism. It's a republic. And even, even more so than, than uh, when you look at these European countries with parliaments. You know, they have a parliamentary system, uh, in which case... You, you can watch them on TV. You can watch, watch the uh, British Parliament late on Sunday night after you watch Life, Liberty, and Levin. And uh, basically, they have ministers that come out of the parliament. The, uh, the, the prime minister comes out of the parliament. And we don't have that. We have separation of powers. And so we are, by every definition, a constitutional republic. And it is important that these history teachers are very careful with their wording. What did the history teachers say to you? That you were wrong? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I don't know how you explain it to her, but you're actually right. And she's actually wrong. I don't know what a democratic republic is. I hear this phrase all the time. A democratic republic. No, we're a republic that has a constitution. We're a constitutional republic. Okay. All right. And by the way, what can I give you? Let's see. Hold on a sec. Let me think about this. What can we give this young lady? She's 10 years old. I'll tell you what. I will give you a copy of Liberty and Tyranny. Would you like that? Sure. So do not hang up and uh, see if you like it. 
Uh, you, you strike me as very, very intelligent. So don't hang up. Let's get her a copy of that book. By the way, so I don't forget, I'm going to wish you all of the Jewish faith a, a wonderful Passover, and I want to wish all of you of the Christian faith a wonderful Easter. Yes, wonderful holidays. David, Mobile, Alabama, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, how you doing today, Mark? How you, uh, glad to talk to you. I'm good. How are you, David? I was talking about all these people complaining about the websites being able to collect sales tax and all that. There's services you can get out there that collect it for you, pay it for you, and everything else like that. Everybody's complaining because they don't have to put up a brick-and-mortar store, and that's their advantage, and that's what they're trying to do. But there's services you can pay that will pay it in all 50 states, and every county and every state will keep track of it for you. So now, is that what you do? I, I do. I've been doing IT work since 86, but I'm currently doing it now. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So it's just an excuse that they're using to not put up brick and mortar. To be, that's their advantage to sell stuff to people. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I th- it'd be interesting to find out how many people have started businesses on the Internet who couldn't afford to own a building, to lease a building, but did it out of their garage, did it out of their basement, did it out of their bedroom. It'd be fascinating to know that because I, I suspect we have a huge number of Americans who, who make their livelihood off the Internet and a huge number of entrepreneurs who have done the same thing. And I'm really, I'm not taking sides. It's not a matter of taking sides. I'm just objecting to these, these ceaseless excuses for taxing. And they always use the word fair and leveling the playing field. And more and more so-called conservatives, so-called fiscal conservatives, are sounding like leftists. If, if the world is so great on the Internet, then move your, shift your business over to the Internet. And if your business can't fly on the Internet, then start one that can. If all the advantages are on the Internet. Let us go to Edo, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer. Go. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. I just want to talk about uh, that, how they want to destroy this country, sir. I'm so kind of pissed, angry. I don't know how to say it. You're talking about Mueller. Uh, the Mueller and Democrats and uh, even Republicans, I think they are, I yep. don't want to use a dirty word, but uh, I think they are same thing they want that uh, this president don't succeed. You know, it looks like they are I, I agree with you. I've been calling this a silent coup. I've been calling it a silent coup so long that everybody now calls it a silent coup. Where are you from originally, Edo? Armenia. Armenia. Okay. I think uh, you were like our fifth caller ever from Armenia. You know that? Yeah. First generation, I I mean. I love this country, sir. I just, uh, you know, and I see how they want to destroy that just for they get the power and... uh, it's, it's yeah. just Democrats are wishes. I don't know that uh, I this president. Uh, I'm not in that politician that much, but uh, now I am kind of. And uh, they are wishes. 
There's Democrats. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Ito, good points. Thank you, sir. Let me slip in one more caller right now. Roger, Omaha, Nebraska, the great K-O-I-L. Go. Hi, Mark. Thank you for everything you do. You are truly a a great American in my lifetime. Okay, Amazon. Amazon. Uh, I'm in the trucking industry, and what I saw this year from Amazon, their business was way up. Uh, Package deliveries. Uh, I know a guy that works for one of the biggest. He says they couldn't even handle it all. They Mm -hmm. They handed all that freight off that they couldn't handle to other people. In other words, UPS and, and FedEx and all them other people had to hire other people. Now, some people in the retail business got hurt by it. But Amazon is a good thing. It, it they, they, they hire a lot of people, and then it feathers out through the economy. Amazon's a good thing, Mark. And you know, Roger, how I know Amazon is a good thing? Because it's wildly successful. And if it was a bad thing, it wouldn't be wildly successful, now would it? That's right. And... You know, once you the, Ameri- you know, the American people vote with their dollars. That's the old saying, and it's so true. It is absolutely <clears throat> true, and I saw it going on in my business. Thank you, Mark. All right, you take care. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a dynamic economy in a dynamic country where liberty is respected, that's what happens. Some industries go away, but you have these different these these changes, these evolutions in buying habits and what people buy, how they buy it. Products that were wildly successful no longer. New products become wildly successful, replace the old ones. The manner in which people purchase things change. Look, computers change. PCs, a lot of people don't even use PCs anymore. They may use laptops. They may use iPads. They may not use those. They may just use their iPhone or other handheld device. you got to keep up with this stuff. Otherwise, you're, you're going to fail. And that's the nature of capitalism. And that's a strength in capitalism. This tax issue, people aren't on Amazon to avoid taxes. People aren't on Amazon to avoid taxes. People are on Amazon because it's convenient. And they have access to things they would never have access at their local mall or their local store. Now, that doesn't mean local malls and local stores can't be successful. They can be wildly successful, too, depending on what they sell and depending on how they're run. So there are a lot of ways to do this. But the government knows none of them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Chaos at the grocery stores. Now that's the scene you see on your TV when an emergency strikes. Yet there's a side the cameras don't cover. The people who actually prepared... For them, a crisis becomes merely an inconvenience. And luckily, millions of Americans are already prepared. And they do it when things are calm. That's the point. Isn't it time you're prepared too? Here's a simple way to start. A Mark Levin special offer from my friends at My Patriot Supply. This week only, meaning today is it. Get their 72-hour emergency food supply for $17.76 each, plus free shipping. That is a bargain. The food is delicious. It lasts 25 years in storage. Now, it's a great first step. Three days of food is the very least everyone should have. Order now, 800-294-2325, or use this special website, preparewithmark.com. Make sure everyone in your family has one of those food kits. They'll only be available at this great price this week only. It ends tonight. 800 294 
800-294-2325 or preparewithmark.com. 800-294-2325 or preparewithmark.com. Bill, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Mark. How you doing? <clears throat> okay. Honored to speak with you. You did a Thank lot you. for my thinking. Um, what I want to talk about is that um, I sell on eBay. And I sell in New Jersey, my location. And I lose a lot of business in New Jersey because my customers have to pay sales tax if I sell to them in the state. Okay. And and what I see a lot of is a lot of people have brick and mortar stores and they'll throw stuff on eBay also. So they're doing they're doing taking advantage of it and that's just adjusting to the market. <coughs> yes, that's the point. Well said, adjusting to the market. Yeah, people, eBay, we've talked about it. eBay eBay's out there for anyone. Got and everyone. Yeah. So if people are making a fortune selling TVs on the Internet and it's hurting your business, well, I suggest you go on the Internet, eBay, Etsy, whatever they're called, and do some selling. That's it. All right, brother. That's a good point. There are these other sites, not just Amazon. There's a lot of competition on the Internet. A lot of competition on the Internet among Internet sellers. It's not just brick and, uh, uh, brick and mortar versus Internet. There's a lot going on on the Internet, just like there's a lot of competition when it comes to brick and mortar. But I have to say, and again, I say this as somebody who's a child of parents who had a brick and mortar small store. The economy doesn't exist for people who own brick and mortar stores. The economy doesn't exist, ready for this one, for steel workers. The economy is what the economy is. And if you want to be successful, you need to be a successful business person or employee who figures out the next steps. You're not going to be able to stop economic progress. You're not going to be able to stop people from going on the Internet. You're not going to be able to stop entrepreneurs from using the Internet. But that's exactly what people have in mind, Republicans and Democrats alike in Congress, when they're talking about, quote-unquote, taxing the Internet. Just remember one other thing. You can't tax an inanimate object. They're taxing you. And we had a revolution in this country over rather minor taxes. Over rather minor taxes. Because those people believed in private property rights. You might say, well, Mark, well, well, there was taxation without representation. What do you think is taking place today? What do you think is taking place today? We have taxes at all levels of government. We can't even keep track of them. Much of what our government does has nothing to do with representation. They pass these spending bills in the shadows. They create them. Then they pass them when you have 12 minutes to read 2,200 pages. That's not representation. That's not what the founders of this country meant. Well, we've had quite a spirited discussion tonight. I want to thank you for your participation. You've been outstanding. We salute our, our uh, Army police officers, firefighters, and, of course, emergency personnel. And I salute all of you. I want to thank you again. Have a wonderful Passover, a wonderful Easter. I won't be here tomorrow. Bongino will. 
I'll see you Monday. Whatever you do, get your DVRs ready. Write down. Life, Liberty, and Levin, 10 p.m. Sunday. <laughs>